your computer, on your Wi-Fi radio, on your iPhone. Commercial-free, original talk, only on L.A. Talk Radio, your favorite talk station. Favorite talk station. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. I'm Brad Remillard with Impact Hiring Solutions. Uh, my partner, Barry Deutsch, who normally joins us, is uh, traveling today on business, and so I'll be talking to you alone today. A uh, little introduction of who we are. Uh, we are an executive search firm headquartered in Southern California, and we are a best practices hiring company. In short, what that means is basically we have clients who we help with their hiring practices and helping them to improve their hiring practices. And on the flip side of that same coin is working with candidates, helping them find the right job, helping them conduct an effective job search, and basically bringing the two sides together. And we've been doing that now since 1980. Uh, every Monday, noon to from 11 to noon, you can hear us on LA Talk Radio. If you'd like to participate, you're welcome to join us. Uh, you can call us at 818-602-4929. We'll take your calls live. We'll deal with any issue on hiring. But be aware that uh, you can't block your call. So if your call is uh, have caller ID blocking, you're going to have to unblock it by hitting star 82 and then the area code and calling us. The other way to get in touch with us, if you're in an environment where maybe you can't talk, it's noisy in the background, feel free to send an email. You can send the email to info at impacthiringsolutions.com, info at impacthiringsolutions.com, and if uh, we have time to the show, we'll get to them. But if it's important, you need to call us at 818-602-4929. So today, uh, we want to go over what makes someone successful in a job search and what makes other people flounder, get frustrated, and basically... Uh, a different process, same two people, or, you know, people doing the same thing. We call it, what is your success profile? And basically, if you think about it, a success profile is a roadmap to where you want to go. Now, years ago, back when things were good, we had two different types of vacations that people would take. Some would get in an RV and say, well, we don't have any plans, we're just going to drive around, stop where we want to stop, go where we want to go, take a freeway and no plans, we just kind of go there. Uh, so at that point, anywhere you're at is a good location because that's where you plan on being. The other methodology is people have a very specific target where they want to go. We're going to San Diego and somebody sits back and lays out the streets they're going to take, the freeways, where they're going to stop, how long they're going to drive each day. And they have a, at least a roadmap. They may not have every side trip planned along the way, but they at least have a beginning point, a destination, and kind of a map that's going to take them there. Two different approaches, two different ways of getting to, your, to where you want to go, but one is definitely going to get to where they want to be. That's San Diego. The first methodology is kind of driving randomly, going to where you want to go and uh, hit or miss. That worked very effectively in a job search Oh, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago when the market was hot. I mean, you could basically have your resume in the back of a napkin and send that out and somebody's going to reply to you because everybody needed people. 
employment was less than 5%. The problem is today's world, that doesn't work anymore. In today's world, you have to have a plan where you want to go and why you want to get there because the employer is going to ask for that. Employers today are looking for people who want to go to work for them. They're not looking for the proverbial jack-of-all-trades. They're looking for that king or queen, if you will, of that trade. And you have to know why you're perfect for that job, what strengths you bring to that job, what talents, and why you want to work for that company or industry. You can't go in anymore and just say, well, I'm just kind of you know, looking for a fast-growing company that I can uh, make an impact on. That's not going to be acceptable. That hiring manager or company today will move on until they find somebody. Companies today are very focused. They're not just willing to accept a person because they have 8 out of 10 things that they're looking for. They will continue the process until they find 10 out of 10. And that's the problem with many searches today and why candidates tend to get frustrated. So we put together a template. It's available in our book. This is not the position I accepted. You can uh, download that from our website. You can get a copy of it from our website. We'll actually send it to you for free. you got to pay the shipping, but we'll actually send you the book free. You can take a look at it if it will help you in your search. You can keep it or you can send it back, whatever you want to do, but at least you can get it free. And on uh, page 15, we have a template called Personal Success Profile Template. This template is basically your roadmap. It kind of starts with, what is the objective? What are you trying to accomplish in this job search? Where do you want to go? This is your destination. And it probes you to be specific. For example, it's going to say, what's your objective? And maybe you'll put down, my objective is to, I want to be a vice president title. I want to report to a president and work with a company with at least $100 million in revenue in the entertainment industry. That's pretty specific. Well, you know what your title you want. You know what you want to report to. You know the size of the company. You know the the industry. As opposed to what we normally get is more along the lines of something, well, I, you know, I, I'm looking for not that title's not that important to me. So director, vice president, president, doesn't really matter. You know, I can probably go in just about any industries. I've got a lot of transferable skills and uh, any size company that's growing rapidly. The second point is the world, practically. I mean, how do you get targeted? That's that driving everywhere. The first example is very focused. Now that we know where you want to go and what you want, what your objective is, you can put together a very structured plan how to get there. You can begin to identify what are the benefits that that hiring manager gets when they hire you. Different from everybody else. The next thing we ask you to do is a slight variation on what we call a SWOT analysis. Now, many of you might be familiar with the, the SWOT analysis that you do in a company. Uh, it stand, a lot of times it stands for, you know, the strengths, weaknesses, uh, obstacles or objectives or, and then, uh, threats. Uh, we change that a little bit and we'd like you to know if you want to get to 
be that VP with a $100 million company in a entertainment industry. RS stands for strengths. What are the strengths you bring to that objective? What are the strengths that you bring that are different than everybody else? Maybe you've got entertainment industry, so that rules out all those people that don't have entertainment industry. Maybe you're already a vice president, so that may rule out those people that are managers and want to, hey, hire me if I go forward. Maybe you have certain uh, strengths in a particular area within the entertainment industry. Maybe you bring a certain amount of uh, different types of systems strengths to that industry. So you step back and you take a look at what would make you the best person if a 100 resumes went in there. Why would they pick you out of that 100? What strengths do you bring to that company? Maybe you've worked at $150, $200 million company that have grown. Well, that eliminates people who worked at $25 million company. You're beginning to focus in on why and how will this strength lock you in to that objective. You're starting to put that roadmap together. But then you have to do the W, which is the weaknesses. Now, it may not necessarily be a weakness as much as it may be some areas that you need to improve upon. You step back and you reflect upon and you say, well, maybe I don't have in the entertainment industry, maybe I haven't worked in post-production or I haven't worked in film distribution or I don't have this type of software experience. Maybe those are things you can get. Maybe those are additional programs, classes that you could take to, to, to uh, fill in that area. This is an opportunity for you to step back, be objective, and look at maybe some skills, some technical areas, maybe some organizational areas, some leadership areas, communications improvement that will help you that you can take advantage of during this downtime. This is an opportunity for you to identify all of your weaknesses or your key weaknesses uh, during this downtime to improve on and work on and build. This will help you as you go forward because if you're asked the question in the interview, you know, what are your weaknesses? Whatever that famous question is, you can identify those now, but you can add on. But here's what I'm doing to improve on that. I don't have experience with this type of software or this type of particular uh, skill. But while I'm off, I'm taking three classes and I'm getting that. You can develop that and improve on that, and you can demonstrate initiative. You can demonstrate your willingness to reach out. Think of the value you bring when you have the opportunity to stand in front of someone and say, I recognize the weaknesses because I've got it. I've looked at it. But most importantly, what I'm doing is something about it. Now, the O we change. Those stands for kind of some obstacles or challenges that you might have. 
a little bit different than weaknesses. A weakness is something you can do, but a challenge or an obstacle is something you have to step back and realize, how do I overcome this? For example, let's say you want to get into the entertainment business, but you live in Des Moines. One of your challenges might be, and probably not a lot of entertainment is in Des Moines. So are you willing to relocate? Are you willing to pay for your own relocation? Are you willing to um, travel out to California to relocate to California and live here ahead of time? Um, what are the issues that and obstacles that you're going to have to overcome to get there? Maybe it's experience. And you sit back and say, well, you know what? Maybe I can't be a vice president in the entertainment industry because I don't have that experience, so I need to go in through the back door. Maybe it's connections. Maybe you've got a lot of connections and you've identified a company. You've identified a person. You've identified a recruiter that you'd like to get in touch with, but you aren't able to do that. How are you going to get in touch with that person? That's a challenge or an option you've got to overcome. What is the path that you're going to do to meet the people? How, who are the connectors that will connect you to that company? And how do you get in touch with them? These are the areas that you have to step back and look at and say, how will I overcome these challenges or obstacles? Now, they're just obstacles. You know, these are the issues that say, if they go kind of go back to my analogy of the road trip, these are the obstacles that say, well, I can't drive all the time. I got to stop. And, but if I'm where I'm going to stop, there's no hotel. I got a problem. Maybe I got to change my plans and I got to take a detour. I got to go where the hotel is. Maybe you don't want to stay in a Motel 6, but you want to stay in a Hilton. Well, you got to adjust your trip then to where the Hiltons are. It's not, it's not a weakness. It's just an option that you have to overcome. And you have to take a detour or some kind of tangent to get you there. If you can't do that, then um, you're going to have a hard time um, getting the position that you're looking for because these challenges and these weaknesses are not there for you. And you have to figure, figure out how you're going to get there. The... Next step is basically the T. Now, the T is not about threats. The T in this case is about talents. Do you have some additional talents that you feel you bring to the party that make you more valuable? Now, a talent may be not necessarily a job-related talent, but it could be something else. Maybe you have produced a film. Maybe you have uh, gone to film school. Maybe you have done everything, any something different in the entertainment industry. It's something that differentiates you. It could go as far as even building rapport with a, with a hiring manager. Maybe you went to the same school as them. Uh, maybe you know from your research, you've gone online, you've Googled the person, and you find that they're a Civil War buff, and you happen to be a Civil War buff. They happen to be have a hobby of collecting certain type of art, and you have this collection. It's a way for you to take this outside talent and bring it into 
the hiring process to differentiate you. Uh, it could be, again, an alumni, maybe something that will differentiate you, that will catch that person's attention on the resume, that they're willing to pick up the phone where there's some connection. But it could, and that's not necessarily a talent per se, but I'm using that word very generically to identify something that will help you bond with the person and help you bond with that company, that industry. Again, that when that reader reads your resume, they're going to step back and say, this is the right kind of person. Let me take a, just a little break here from our process. We have a few more things to go to. But I want to make help you understand that there's a lot of help out there. And a lot of it's free. And a lot of it's priced very well. We have a lot of free resources on our website at impacthiringsolutions.com to help you with your job search. We offer a lot of audio programs to download for free. We have templates there that you can download for free. Let me give you an example. You can go to impacthiringsolutions.com and you can download a matrix or a self-assessment of your job search. Are you doing an effective job search? Here's a matrix. You download it. You check the boxes, and it tells you where your strengths and what you're doing well in your job search and what you're doing not so well in your job search. And then you can adjust, and it's free. If you're on LinkedIn, we have a tool that you can download from our website. Just scroll to the bottom on the what's new at ImpactHiringSolutions.com. Look at the LinkedIn profile. Is your LinkedIn profile so compelling that when a hiring manager or a recruiter um, comes through, that you will stand out. That when they read your profile, that they're going to pick up the phone and call you. If it's not, download our free LinkedIn profile assessment. Uh, so I want to make you aware of, you need to go to our website at impacthiringsolutions.com and take a look at some of the Free resources. One of the things we have is a skills assessment. What transferable skills, which ties in very well with what we're going to talk about in a minute, what transferable skills do you have that you can bring to that next employer? Well, it's on our website. Download it, impacthiringsolutions.com. Take a look at our website. Go to our career blog. We post between three and four, four to five hundred word articles a week on our blog all dealing with job search issues from resume problems. Uh, we've got a big one going up here that I think every person should look at about all the candidate scams going out there that are costing candidates literally thousands of dollars on how to do your resume and marketing services, and candidates are falling for this. We have an alert out and questions you should ask. That's probably the most important article you could download. But there's a lot of information on our website that I'd like you to know about our products. This book I'm reading, I'm going through this template, it's available to you on our website at impacthiringsolutions.com. I just want to remind you, if you've just joined us right now, we're walking through what we call our personal success profile today, and that's what our show is about today. We're going to talk about what do you have to do to differentiate yourself and set a roadmap in place to differentiate you and make sure you're on track with your exact target that you want to go to because that's what you got to do in this market and you're listening to la talk radio impact hiring solutions every monday from 11 to noon 
at www.latalkradio.com. Uh, we talk about hiring. My partner, Barry Deutsch, I'm Brad Rimmelard, and we focus on what are the issues important to you. And this personal success profile template that's in our book, this is not the position I accepted, starts on page 15 and goes all the way over to about page 17. So it's a pretty big template. We've gone through the first area so far. How do you do that SWOT analysis to really make sure when you get in that interview and you put your resume together that you know exactly how and why you want to go to work for this company when they ask that question? Now let's go to some of the real basic things. Let's get into some of the real basic things about your career and why you're qualified. I mean, candidates often think that they're qualified for every job when, in fact, they're not. I'm sorry to tell you, you're not qualified for every job just because you have that title. Every job has very specific things they're looking for. Just because you've been a controller doesn't mean you're right for every controller position. Just because you've been a VP of sales doesn't make you right for every VP of sales job. Just because you've been a web designer doesn't make you right for every web designer. And you shouldn't try and do that. Companies don't do that with their products. Companies identify who their customers are, who can afford to buy their product, who wants and needs their product, and those are the people they're going after. They don't waste their time and money on trying to market to customers that, A, don't want or don't need their product, can't afford their product, and aren't within their product scope. You need to think about the same way with your job search. Don't waste your time, effort, money, trying to go after jobs where you're not going to get it, especially in this market. For example, if, if somebody's looking for somebody in manufacturing and you're in retail, I don't care how good you are. They're not going to hire you because somebody coming in with more manufacturers is going to get that job. The same way as if it was a retail company and somebody came with manufacturing, you'd get that job. So don't waste your time trying to get a manufacturing job just because you're a controller or a salesperson or a web person or an IT person. Focus where your strengths are, just like companies do. Go to where the buyer is. Identify the buyer that can afford you. Identify a buyer that has your needs, that needs your services, and market to them. And that's what we're talking about today. So the career basic, and these are the real basic things, you know. It's your experiences. It's the functional areas that you're expert in. It's what your areas of expertise are, maybe even within a function. For example, let's say you're in human resources. Maybe you have an area of expertise in sourcing. Maybe you have an area of expertise in uh, compensation, in benefits. Maybe you're a financial person. You have an expertise in financial reporting in publicly traded companies. Maybe you're a salesperson. You have expertise in the international markets in China. Those are the things that help differentiate you from everybody else. Those are the pieces that make you stand out, and this is the areas that you bring to the party that, that your competition may not. These are the areas 
that you have an opportunity to really, in a technical field, and within your functional area now, to stand out. So if I'm a CEO and I'm looking for someone in HR and I've got compensation issues and I want to know how to put a compensation plan together, and you're that expert because you've done that, make it stand out. If I'm a CEO or a VP of sales and I'm thinking about expanding or opening sales in China, this is your opportunity to say, hey, I've got that expertise in China, and this is your chance to really get focused. What are those areas? It could be leadership. If I'm a big company and I need someone who's managed multi-units or multi-locations, and I'm sorry, if you're a person that's only managed four people in a single location in Butte, Montana, you're not qualified. They're not looking for you. I don't care whether you relocate and pay your own way. doesn't matter. They're looking for someone who has led a large organization with multi-locations. That's your expertise. Do you have some unique skills that you bring to the t- table? A skill is a tool. That's all it is. It's like a carpenter having a hammer and a screwdriver and a saw. Or a painter having a paintbrush and a bucket of paint. It's a skill. It's a tool. What special tools have you developed over the life of your career? Maybe you're bilingual. We talked about maybe you've had some international experience. Uh, maybe you have some programming skill that particular area. Maybe you have a system skill. Maybe you are in union negotiations as part of HR and you've taken numerous negotiators and you're a certified union negotiator. Uh, maybe you are a financial person and you are certified in SEC reporting and you are an expert at SEC reporting. There are all kinds of skills that we bring to the party. We often see them at the bottom of the resume. But these are those extra little things that we want to stand out that we know when we get into the interview, we bring to the party different than maybe some of our competition. Maybe we have had uh, some unique experience that, that we've had to get these skills for or develop these skills. And when we sit in front of that hiring manager, recruiter, we can demonstrate that we have this tool in our toolbox that when necessary we can pull out and use. And that when the company needs that, whether now or six months from now, we can do that. Maybe you have a skill in this particular environment consolidating maybe you facilities. Maybe you have a skill of cost reduction. Maybe you have developed a skill for reducing headcount. That's not necessarily a skill anybody wants, but it's uh, maybe today it's important. But you get the point. I think the next section of the personal success profile is probably the most important section we've talked about. And let me just kind of summarize what we've talked about so far. There are three sections we've gone over so far. We've gone over the objective. What is that goal? Where do you want to be? Where do you want to get to in this job search. That's that high level, 100,000 foot level where, you know, I want a job, but you got to tell me what you want. I want a job at the 1 million foot level out in outer space, 
we got to come down at least to the atmosphere, and at 100,000 foot, you can step back and say, okay, I want a you know VP job of a $100 million entertainment company reporting to a CEO. Pretty specific. I want to be a sales rep selling technical products internationally uh, with a company of at least $200 million. I want to be a web designer at a company with state-of-the-art, leading-edge technology in the gaming industry, specific. Then we moved into doing our SWOT analysis, and we changed it a little bit from the classic SWOT, but we talked about identifying your strengths, your weaknesses, that you can improve on those. What are those obstacles or challenges you got to overcome to, to get there? Who do you have to meet? Where are those companies? How will you meet those people and get into those companies? Uh, maybe you have to relocate. Are you willing to relocate? Maybe it's compensation. Maybe you got to take a lower compensation. I don't know what it is, but they're an obstacle that you got to step back and say, wait a second, if I want to go there, how am I going to overcome this obstacle? Because if you don't address it now, how will you do that in the future? And then we step back and said, what are some of the talents? The last part of SWAT. What are some of those additional talents you want to bring? They may not always be business-related, but some talents to build that bonding with that hiring manager. Maybe you have a talent in, you went to the same school together. You have a talent that you both like the Civil War. You're a film buff or a movie buff or whatever. So these other talents you can use to build this relationship. And then we talked about the third area, some of those career basics. What are those experiences you have? And what are some unique skills or training? What are those unique tools that you've developed over this life of your career that when necessary, maybe short-term or long-term, you can reach into your toolbox and will bring value to this company that you want to make sure that they know about. The fourth area, I believe, is positively absolutely the most important part for you to determine if this is the right job for you. Notice I said, if this is the right job for you, and I define the right job for you, is it's a good career move. Now, this next section, i got to give you an asterisk. You know, I realize there's tough times out there right now, and a lot of people can't be real picky. And uh, if at this point in time, you know, financial, financial decisions are driving your decision-making, you know, I agree, all bets are off. you got to do what you got to do to... To, to get the paycheck coming in and get the food on the table. I'm talking a little bit more about some career planning and, and maybe when you first come out to a job search, start your job, you've got some severance, you've got some time, and you want to make sure you get to your job search as quickly as possible. So this next section may not be for everybody, but I believe eventually if you want to have a long career, you've got to really step back and look at this next section. and We call it job specifics. And it goes like this. So in this job, if you're going to take a job, what are absolutely, positively the minimum standards, requirements, whatever you want to call it, that have to be there for you to take this job or absolutely, positively, you're not going to take the job? Where's the floor? Everybody's got what those are. I mean, it could be I'm only going to drive an hour. It could be I'm going to drive two hours. It could be I can't relocate. I don't want to relocate. It could be compensation. It could be title. I'm not going to take a title less than a vice president. It could be I'll take a title less than a vice president, but it's got to report to the CEO. It could be scope. 
how big a scope of responsibility you want. I'm not going to take a position that doesn't include some international experience because I don't want to lose that skill set. I'm not going to take a position where I don't have an office. I mean, that sounds weird, but I don't know what your minimum requirements are. I've actually had that one as a recruiter. They could be, dis- they probably tend to be a little bit more strategic than tactical, but they're focusing on what are those issues. It may be, I don't want to take a job that I got to work 70, 80 hours a week because I can't do it. I have other personal commitments that I've made and I'm not willing to do that anymore. I'm not going to take it minimum. I won't take a job that requires me to travel more than 25% of the time. So the purpose of this, what's so important here, is that it helps saves you a lot of time as you target companies and saves you a lot of time, effort, energy, money by not going after jobs you're not going to take. Now, it may be compensation. We all, everybody's got a floor on compensation. If you're used to making X, you're probably not going to take a job for any length of time paying 50% or 75% less than you were making before. You may take 10%. You may take 15 I don't know where that number is, but that's part of the minimum requirements. So it helps you. It helps recruiters. It helps companies really get you back on track if this isn't the right job for you. I get this all the time. And it's going to keep you happy in your new job because if you take less than these minimum requirements you know for a fact that in some short period of time you're going to leave that position and now you got turnover or you're not going to be happy you know that if working 80 hours a week causes you to give up your charitable work causes you to uh, give up some uh, personal business that you do, you're working all the time, it's causing stress in your family, you're not going to be happy. You're not even going to be content. So why take this job to cause that additional stress? you got enough stress being unemployed. So identify what those minimum standards are so at least you have some floor to reflect upon. Now the next one gets a little bit more complicated. These are what we call these are the desirable areas, but hey, you know, given where I'm at in my search, I'm willing to compromise. These are the areas that you're looking at saying, you know, if it, you know, okay, you know, will I drive two hours? Yeah, okay, maybe for the right job, but it's got to be at this compensation range to compensate me for that. Would I relocate? Maybe. These are the areas you would probably step back and discuss with your wife, your spouse, your husband your family, before you take the job to say, could we as a family accept this? What if I compromise? What are the trade-offs? It's not a knockout, but it's not really everything you want. But you want to reflect upon it right now because when those issues come, you don't want to be doing it at the last minute. If this is not one of those things you step back and say, uh, well, I'll figure it out when you get the offer. I'm here to tell you it's too late. These are things you want to do ahead of time. These are the things you want to step back and reflect upon long before they become an issue. So as time passes now, these may be changeable too. For example, you start your job search and you're confident, you're going out, you've got, I don't know, a year's worth of severance, six months, three months worth of severance, whatever it is. 
and you sign up by saying, hey, I, you know, I'm only going to take a half-hour, 45-minute commute, and I want a vice president title. Great. 30, 60 days into it, you may change that. You may step back and say, well, you know, maybe I'm being unreasonable there, and I'll start looking at director-level titles as long as they report to the CEO, and you know what? Maybe I'll drive an hour now. So you start changing, and as your situation changes, this these change. But you have to be aware of them. Maybe you start saying, I want to be in a manager-level position. I want to be supervising people. Maybe as time passes, it changes to, well, I just want to manage your title is acceptable. And I know as the economy turns, I'll, I'll get back to managing people. So it all depends on where you want to go. But it's still important to identify where you're willing to compromise and where you're willing to um, focus. Again, it's got to be above the minimum standard. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely positive has to be above the minimum standard. But where within that above the minimum standard will you compromise? And the last one is where won't you compromise? Different than the minimum. These are things above a minimum standard, but you're absolutely positively not going to compromise. For example, that compensation. I'm not going to take this startup. I've been the last three startups have gone sideways on me. I'm, it seems like I'm getting out. I'm, they never work. I'm out of a job every year. I'm never going to take another startup again. You may step back and think to yourself, it's not necessarily about the startup, but, you know, I, I just don't want to go for companies that are at least profitable. They don't have to be making a lot of money, but I work for companies that are not making money. I don't like the environment, the stress, the pressure. Never know if I'm going to get laid off. So at least I'm going to find out if the company's profitable. If it's profitable, I'm going to look into it. Maybe something different. It may be that you're looking for some type of uh, experience, I mean, functionality. You can say, okay, uh, you know, if if my if as my HR, I will not take a position where I'm only doing compensation, even though it's a director of HR title. If I'm only doing compensation and it doesn't include employee benefits and union negotiations and employment, I'm not going to take that job because it's narrowing me too much. These are the areas sign the stand and say, if it doesn't have this, take the job. I can't compromise on these because these are the areas I don't want to compromise on, whatever they may be. I don't want to drive into that area of my town. doesn't matter where the company is. I don't want to go into that particular geographical location for whatever reason. Too much traffic. I don't know what it is, but you have to step back and say, these are the areas I'm not going to compromise on ahead of time. So when they come up, you have to step back and say, you know what? I don't want that job. I appreciate the offer, but I know... In three months, six months, a year, either my personal life is going to be in shambles, and it's going to be miserable, more miserable than I am now, just moving from the firing pan literally into the fire, or I'm going to end up with a lot more turnover on my record. I'm going to be right back here six months from now when the economy is even worse, and I have no service, or I have all, I've spent all my money. So I, I'm not looking for an interim job, basically. These are absolutely critical things. So I'm going to take a break again here. I just want to remind you that you're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions on LATalkRadio.com. 
You can hear us every Monday from 11 to noon. And this is the place where we talk about hiring. I'm Brad Rimmelard. My partner, Barry Deutsch, is generally with us. And this is where we talk about hiring, whether you're a company looking to hire top talent or whether you are a uh, candidate looking to reduce your time in search, we're here for you. And one of the things we do is we give you an enormous amount of resources, regardless whether you're a hiring manager or a candidate. If you're a hiring manager, we have so many tools to help you find top talent on our website at Impact Hiring. you got a chance to go through it and look at the templates. You can download from our website at ImpactHiringSolutions.com a variety of free resources for you. All of our radio shows are posted in our audio library. So you can go back and identify what radio show or what topic works best for you. We have free resources for you, a job search self-assessment tool to help you assess your job search. What are you doing well? What are you doing great? And what are you doing poor in your job search? It's a free tool. It's downloadable right on our website. You can assess your own job search and then tweak it, change it to improve it. What about LinkedIn? LinkedIn right now is probably the biggest area that hiring managers and company are going. And I have talked to more candidates in the last six months that have found their job through LinkedIn than Monster, Career Build, and the Ladders combined. Do you have a great profile on LinkedIn? Is your LinkedIn profile so good that if I'm doing a search for an HR manager, I'm doing a search for an IT professional, I'm doing a search for a CEO, I'm looking for a controller, that when I read your profile, I'm going to pick up the phone, call you, or send you an email. Minimum, I'm going to send you an email. If it's not, go to our website, impacthiringsolutions.com. Scroll to the bottom, and you will see there an eight matrix LinkedIn profile assessment. It will tell you how to get a great, compelling profile. It is absolutely free and no obligation. I'm not trying to sell you anything. Download it and go your own way. Never hear from us again. On our career blog, on our, under our candidate section, our career blog, three to four times a week, we post short little four or 500 articles on resumes, things to do on resumes. Uh, how to get a job when not, with 9.8 unemployment. Uh, what are the biggest scams going on for candidate job seekers right now and candidates that you need to not fall into? What are the importance of the four A's on your interviewing skills? What are the critical uh, uh, functions you need to have on a resume? What is the most important thing that drives an interview? All those are da- uh, blog articles on our website. And they're all 100% free. You don't have to even register. You don't have to sign it. You don't have to give it your name or password or anything. Just go there, link it, and get it. Read it. And it's 100% free. So I'd like to remind you that every Monday to listen to us on LA Talk Radio, Monday, 11 to noon, I'm here, my partner Barry's here, and if you don't hear us live, go back and download it from our website at impacthiringsolutions.com. Now, the few minutes we have left, I want to cover the area that I have never seen a candidate do. I have never seen a candidate actually do this, and I believe it's one of the most important things you can do. And I haven't seen a candidate do it yet, and all when I say it to them, they think, I never thought of that. What a great idea. How many of you listening to this broadcast today or this download have stepped back and written out 
your job description, just like you would do if you were working. What does your job description sound like? When I interview candidates, I will ask them, oh, good, why don't you help me out? Instead of sending me a resume, send me your job description, will you, what you want. They look at me like deer in the headlights. Huh? What do you mean send me my job description? Send me the description of the job you'd like to get. I thought you want my resume. I do. But I want to know what kind of job you're looking for so when I find it, I can call you. One person yet, hand me a job description. This is your time to step back and put together what that job description looks like. Still a target. You can either hand it to someone. When somebody says you're looking for a job, you can say, yes, why do you want to come to work here? You know what? Because when I started my search, I, I put together a job description, and here it is. And this is exactly what I defined three months ago. I'm not just looking for a job like all the other people you're interviewing for. I'm looking for this job, and I even defined it three months ahead of time, and you fit the bill of exactly what I'm looking for. When I come on board, I'm coming on board because the passion, the desire, and the commitment to you. Are there candidates coming on board for that reason, or are they coming on board because you have a job? What, how does that differentiate you? Would you rather hire somebody who just has taken it as a job? Or would you rather hire a person who a month ago, six months ago, described what their ideal job looked like and you've got it, and now you've got a person that is excited about coming to work for you because you have defined what they're looking for. They have found the perfect job or the ideal job, and you've helped them bring that to the table. This is your opportunity to start defining what works well for you. This is what will differentiate you from all the other people because nobody's ever done it. What if you sat in front of that hiring manager and said, you know what, here's why I'd like to come to work for you. Three months ago, I laid out what my ideal company and my ideal job would look like. And I wrote this down and put it together, and you handed it to them. And as they're reading through that, they recognize that it's their company, their job. You didn't just put it together randomly. This really gets to the question of also, why do you want to come to work here? This gets to the question of, you know, why do you want this job? And it may be a stupid question in an interview, but it doesn't matter. It's a question in an interview. Now you have an answer for it. Now you have a reason. You can identify the analysis you've done and how this company meets with your true career goals and what it is exactly you want to do. What a tremendous way to differentiate yourself. What a great way to identify if this is the company you want to go to work for, why this is truly a great company. Why this truly is a great position. Most importantly, why it fits with your goals and what you want to do. What a phenomenal selling point to that company. Letting them know, I'm hiring somebody who really wants to work here not somebody who just wants a job. So in the few minutes left, I'm just going to summarize one more time. We call it our personal success profile template. It's in our book. This is not the position I accepted, which you can get on our website at impacthiringsolutions.com. And it has about five different parts. Step number one, you define the objective, what it is you want to do. The 100,000 foot, what does that job look like? Define it. Give me a 100,000 point of view. Kind of in that vacation analogy or trip analogy, this is your destination. Where do you want to go on that vacation? We're going to Disneyland. 
That's where we're going. We're going to New York. We're going to Paris. We're going to San Diego. Doesn't matter. It's where you want to go. It's your destination. What does that job look like? Step two is you step back and you do a SWOT analysis of how you want to get there. You identify the strengths that you bring to that party when you get there to help them. You identify the weaknesses so you can begin to work on improving them. And when asked in the interview, what are your weaknesses? You can not only tell them your weaknesses, but you can tell them I'm a proactive, self-motivated, highly driven person, and I am working on improving them by doing X. What are the obstacles or challenges to getting that job? It may be location. It may be uh, um, uh, some experience you need to get. It may be lacking some uh, getting in touch with some right person that, that you need to get in touch with. It may be getting in touch with a recruiter. It may be getting connections. Those are obstacles you have to overcome to get there. I'm not going to get to company A if I don't meet this person or meeting this person can get me in touch with company A. Okay, how do I meet that person? How do I meet that connector to get you there? Then what are your challenges? What are your talents? What are some of those talents you bring to the table? And then you got to look at your career. Step number three is looking at your career. What are the basics experience and, that you bring to the table? And what are those skills that you bring to the table? And those tools that you bring to the table that make you valuable to pull out? The fourth part is what we call those job specifics which are basically stepping back and identifying what are the minimum requirements that have to be in a job. Once those minimum requirements are met, as you look at this job, what are some of the things you're willing to compromise on? And then finally, what are some of the things you absolutely positively have to have, not necessarily the minimum, but have to have or don't have that you want before you're going to take this job? And then finally, the last step is, you have to write out a job description. You have to tell what that job description is, what it looks like, so when you get to a company, you know it, and when you see that job, you've identified it. So those are the five steps of developing your roadmap to your career. Those will bring you a personal success template. Those will bring you your success in your career. I want to thank you for being here today. I look forward to talking to you next week. Remember, every Monday, 11 o'clock, on latalkradio.com, you're going to hear Brad Remillard, Barry Deutsch, with Impact Hiring Solutions. You're listening to Impact Hiring Solutions with Brad Remillard and Barry Deutsch, only on LA Talk Radio.